most. Look at the bitch. Yeah, she do the most. I gave her all I had, and now she goes. Look at the bitch. Now she goes. Independent. We been jumped up off the porch. Look at the bitch. Jumped up off the porch. We fly business. You mad cause you're fine, coach. Look at the bitch. Yeah, you're fine, coach. And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Season 3, Episode 2. Uh, Episode 2. Episode 12. <laughs> what was I saying? 2 plus 10. 2 plus yeah. 10. Carry the 1. That was Migos, Flying Coach, walking us on today. That was a recommendation by Sam. Sam, how you yeah, doing? Yeah, that's my walk on. If I was to be a pro baseball player in this moment right now, that would be my walk-on music. That's good walk-on music. Do you ever fly right. business? Huh? Do you ever fly no, business class? It's called Flying Coach. That's the way, way I fly. I assume that's what the song is about. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joel, Am I wrong? Am I wrong right now? Pretty sure the lyrics were about how they don't fly coach and all the losers and haters fly coach. Ugh, damn. But I could be wrong. I should have listened is, to the lyrics more closely. Right. Is business class the same as first class? I don't think so. No, right. is it like... But I'm not sure which one's better. I think first right. class is better. Yes, I, I think so too. I, sometimes you get on a plane and you only see one section of like non-coach is that business or do they just call first class business class now you know or is business class like on a somewhere else on the plane you don't even see i think we're revealing something about our lives that we don't know the difference between business class and first class so yeah, i'm guessing right. it's a we're moot point a lot of listeners right now right? <laughs> all our lifestyles now Speaking I of which, diamond class, first of all, double black diamond. Yeah, I've actually never been on a commercial airline before. I just fly private all the private time. Private jets only. Right. I'm actually more of a hot air balloon pursuer. Enthusiast. That Enthusiast. I've never been in a hot air balloon. Have you guys? No, yeah. but I threatened to buy Rosina a hot air balloon ride for her birthday in a few weeks. Why is that a threat? Because I know she would absolutely hate it. <laughs> Huh. And, uh, yeah, nothing nothing like getting threatened for your birthday. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign of true I, love. I yeah. feel like that would be an awkward, like, romantic thing. I know that it's like a, it's a, you know, at least you know, on TV, it's like this romantic gesture to go on a hot air balloon. But it's like, there's two of you there in your scenario for Rosina's birthday. And then there's just some other guy there right. flying the hot air balloon. And it's not like he's in a different compartment or anything. You're just all three of you in this bag. No, he's you know. No, he's he's in business class, Sam. <laughs> right, right. You could afford the business class of a hot air balloon, which is just laying on the top of it. I'm pretty sure. It's like right, relaxing. There's, a, there's another basket on the top of the balloon. I only fly a pterodactyl. Pterodactyl? Are you like, that's like the Flintstones or something. <laughs> I, did, 
always confused by like Hanna Barbera cartoons, like the Flintstones and the Jetsons and Yogi Bear and stuff. Like it seemed like they were all the same characters, just in different situations. You know? Right. Yeah. No, I do know what you're talking about. You have the kind of abrasive father figure, the like submissive mother figure, and the like chatty children, and then like a goofy sidekick. Right. Some right. pet that can almost speak. Right. That could speak in the first season and then never spoke again. What What are you talking about? Uh, Dino the dinosaur. Right? The the fl- I don't remember. I, I don't really watch a whole lot of those cartoons, obviously. In the Flintstones. So Dino is their dinosaur slash pet slash dog, right? And in the opening montage, the opening credits, Fred Flintstone comes home. And then the dog kicks him out of the house, and then he kicks the dog out of the house. And then the dog kicks him out of the house, right? And he's banging right. on the door screaming, Wilma! Wilma! Right? You know what I'm talking about. Right. So, in most uh, seasons of the Flintstones, Dino is like a pet. But in the first season, he's more of a butler. He can talk and do uh. chores. And so, between the first and the second season, they rewrote that character to be more of a dog than a, a servant. And there are all gotcha. sorts of online, I don't know if I would go to call them conspiracy theories, but cri- criticisms and theories of what right. did they do to Dino between uh, season one and season two to reduce him from the status of intelligent-speaking butler to unintelligible dog. And the theory is that they actually, like, tortured him into submission because this is a terrible, uh, tyrannical society where humans oppress intelligent animals and enslave them to be their laborers. Wait, so you tell me you've been reading, like, Flintstones threads on the internet? I've got a lot of spare time on my hands. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> That's interesting. But the thing, like, the people who contribute to those threads probably have more time than you do, honestly. True. Unless you're one of those, like, you're actually just pegging your side internet project, which is... Flintstones oppressive conspiracy theory. <laughs> like, are you just on Amazon.com, like, rating things that you buy, like, writing, like, detailed, like, two star reviews about, like, some bathroom fixture? Like, <laughs> Toilet <ooh>. plunge, underwhelming, <laughs> three stars. Underwhelming. The cupping mechanism was. <laughs> <laughs> I still had to flush twice. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm a teacher, and it's summertime, Jesse. I don't really have a lot to do. That's, man. So what, you wake up, like, what, 11, 11.30, roll out of bed? Roll out of bed, watch TV till 2, 2 2.30. Try to troll people on the internet for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Troll, Um, troll like, Hanna-Barbera's grandchildren. Yeah, I'm usually on Reddit writing criticisms of every episode of Hanna-Barbera cartoons from 1963 to 
No, I'd actually love to read that if you do oh. that. They <laughs> should start a blog, start a blog that just the criticisms of like rating of different episodes of like Scooby Doo and stuff. Do you remember that Hanna Barbera cartoon that was like the prehistoric super team? Where oh, yeah. there was like yes, a, I do. There was like a Tarzan character and a couple of dinosaurs and then the two slug monsters. Do you know <laughs> what I'm talking about? No. I I remember there being the caveman guy who was like covered in hair. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. I think we're talking about the same I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. But they were a team. They were an Avengers style team. And I just remember yes. that there were two Slug monsters who are on this team, a bigger one and a smaller one, and their superpower, they were something like giant amoeba, and their superpower yes. was to envelop the bad guys that they were fighting. Yes, I vaguely remember that. I just remember the, the, the caveman would go kind of ape shit and like smash everything. He, he had like was covered in hair like you couldn't really see much of his face besides like kind of a beard and mustache and eyes and a nose i don't remember that at all do you remember the cartoon dino riders speaking of esoteric cartoons no oh wow so it's a real cartoon and i had several episodes on vhs when I was a kid. And it was... The plot of the cartoon... Is... These spacemen from outer space... Crash land on... Dinosaur era Earth. And there's a good contingent and an evil contingent. And they both recruit dinosaurs to help them fight each other. And so they're right... So they equip the dinosaurs with laser guns and rockets oh, and yeah. sci-fi weapons, yeah. and then they do battle with each other, and there were lots of really cool toys associated with it. Right. And like, the herbivores were the good guys, and the carnivores were the bad guys? Yes. Right? Hold on, I'm, I'm Googling this real quick. Dino, Dino riders. riders, yes. See, and for years and years, I never knew another kid who watched that TV show. And for a long time, I thought I had maybe made that up because I didn't (laughs) know any other kid who watched that TV show. Well, it says there's only 14 episodes were produced. 14 episodes? That makes sense. Here it is. Here's what they say. Dino Riders is a cartoon television series that first aired in 1988. Yeah. It was primarily a promotional show to launch a new Tyco toy line. Classic. Only 14 episodes were produced. So it basically was just a really long ad. I remember the ads, too, because they were even on the VHS tapes. Like, I I would watch it on VHS tapes. I never watched it on actually TV. I'd watch it on VHS tapes, and even on the tapes, they had the commercials for the Tyco toys. Hmm. Which Did you have that? any of the toys? Oh, yeah, I had a bunch of the toys. They were badass. Nice. Yeah. 
you you were pretty into dinosaurs as a kid, though. Were yeah, you not? I was very into dinosaurs. Still am. When I yeah, was yeah. when I turned as a kid. twenty five. I I don't think I was. When I turned really? twenty five, Robin got me an annual pass to the Field Museum in Chicago, uh, and that well, top top three best gifts I think I've ever gotten. Because <laughs> he just went in and like like swore at the T Rex. Yep, got to just <laughs> hang out with dinosaurs. <laughs> He's got like a bottle of whiskey and goes to like scream at the bones. I just imagine I just imagine you like sitting next to the bones, like yelling about the people in the in the museum actually, like and confiding in the in the dinosaurs like this fucking guy up here, like <laughs> you know. Hey Rexy, check this guy out. Me and Sue. He's got nothing on you, try. <laughs> Um, that earlier cartoon I was talking about is called the Herculoids, the Hanna Barbera one. So did Hanna Barbera do uh, Huckleberry Hound? Oh yeah, I think so. Huckleberry Hound was just like a stoned Yogi Bear, right? Yeah, Kinda, but no, I think he, he was, was blue. Gay, That's all I. Remember. Oh, he's gay. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think that, like, one of my first experiences on the internet of, like, internet backlash was this thing that I read that was, like, Huckleberry Hound is clearly gay. And then all of these people who were, like, really upset about it. <laughs> and this was, like, you know, in the early days of the PC, you know, the, the personal internet you know, surfing. In like, the, in like, our younger years? Like, 15 years ago? Pre- yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, when I was like, still very young. Yeah. I don't remember, Huckleberry Hound was like, a small, he had really droopy eyes, right? It was like, blue, right. played the banjo, maybe? Oh, wait. I'm getting him confused with, like, Droopy Dog. Hold on. I'm gonna look yeah, up he's not Droopy Dog. He was blue. And I know yeah, what you was... mean about him being gay. He definitely had that Oh, yeah. He was a very hound. I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. He was likely gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesse, after that... I mean, it's just a cartoon blue dog. But, or or he was just an inanimate dog. Um, yeah. Well, actually, not inanimate, an animate dog. Um, the real question is, who were Hannah and Barbara? <laughs> um, two guys. There's like lots of things written about that. Right. We'll skip. We'll skip that part of the podcast. Yeah. That, right. we, do, do you think they were baseball fans? Probably not. Definitely. Mike. Okay. I bet they were St. Louis Cardinals fans. Why? Why? Because of that. I don't know. Because of that pink tiger. I don't know. Or maybe they're like from L.A. What? Where? I'm get, Yeah. Google yeah, I think that. that's where all those cartoons are from. It's from L.A. or Hollywood. Yeah. I feel like the classic cartoons moved out, and like the porn industry moved into that same <laughs> that's what I think the same, like the same lot like they're yeah, the same, exactly the same yeah. like the same industrial space that's what I think happened oh they made Hannah Rivera also made the Smurfs yeah, Smurfs suck 
I yeah. So was the Jets most and the yeah, Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, most of these cartoons. No, I mean all. I mean to be fair, all of those cartoons suck. But so Hannibal Bear was like, Flintstones, Yogi Bear, Jetsons, Wacky Races. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Scooby Doo yeah. and the Smokes. Scooby Doo. No, I think Scooby Doo's cool. good. Scooby Doo is good. Yeah. No, no, no it's you just don't. Just as like as all the other ones. I, I, I like. Yeah, it's the kind of shit when I was a kid. I'm like, I guess I'll watch it. Fine, you know. Mm. I, I like Scooby Doo. Those other was, ones I didn't. It like. was always. I feel like you must have been cartoon spoiled as a kid. So when I was a kid, like if I got to watch Scooby Doo. That was like the best part of my year. <laughs> it was not at my house. It wasn't at my house. It was at like we at my grandparents' house, and I would have already been spoiled. Like I would have been like that would have been like hour six of like cartoons because like oh, they didn't yeah. care what we did for some reason. Yeah. In that situation, elsewhere it was like no no cartoons, but I had a cousin um, who. Um, he did not watch TV in his house growing up, so whenever they'd come to visit, all he wanted to do was watch TV. Yeah, that was me, Santa. Yeah, that was me. That was me, yeah. Was me. yeah. It was pretty great. Right. I still feel that way. I still am like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, you got cable? You know, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, once we got cable. Mm. That was the best. I love TV. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. So what do you so what do you like start out at eleven o'clock, you're watching like local news, like some like daytime talk. Then that wait now or when I was a kid. Which which do you mean? Now. Now, oh. now. I actually don't really yeah, watch TV. Summer vacation, Joel, when he wakes up. Right. Uh, You're watching, like, Judge Judy and, like, Maury Povich and stuff? No, honestly not. Yeah. I can't get into that stuff. I like Price is Right. Price is Right is fun. Yeah. But you probably have, like, some sort of streaming device anyway. You don't even have to watch the, like, right. garbage that's on TV. Uh, we've been watching The Keepers on Netflix. That show's uh, messed up and terrifying. I don't know what that is. It's a... Catholic priest sex scandal in Baltimore oh. in the 1960s. That sounds awful. It's awful, but it's really well made. Did you ever watch Spotlight, the movie from uh, a couple of years ago? You know, I never saw that. My headphones popped out. What did you say? Spotlight? You ever see it? Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. So this is like a similar theme, but it's also right. still real crime. So it's a documentary taking place, investigating a murder and a series of sex abuse scandals in Baltimore in the 1960s surrounding the Catholic Church. Pretty terrifying. I'm almost done with it. Did you guys watch The Jinx on HBO a couple of years ago? No, I wanted to. I wanted to, but I didn't. Yeah, that's really good, too. I'm really into these... True crime documentaries on Netflix, on HBO, on different streaming services. Yeah. Um, I have a theory that watch. with streaming TV, we will one day be able to solve all crime. My and favorite put it on one. TV. There's a really good uh, Scandinavian one that I watched called Wallander or Wallander. Hmm. 
Well, really that's good. not true wanted. crime, though. Well, what do you mean by true crime, I guess? Well, it's not like a documentary. That was like a crime. Oh, no, no. Like it's not. Oh, drama. I see. Not a documentary. No, no, not at all. Yeah. That's, it was fiction, but was it a mystery? They're all, each episode's a mystery. Oh, each cool. episode's 90, 90 minutes long. And it's like, it's great because it's like Swedish. So okay. like, Everything is sort of like everyone's a little bit more subdued and like kind, yeah. and like you get a little peek of like a different society, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of great. What did you stream it on? Uh, some it's something that's on Netflix. There's there's okay. a there's a BBC one that's not as good with Kenneth Branagh. Look at that. Oh, we could have. I love Kenneth Branagh. We could have a whole Kenneth Branagh episode. Yeah. That would be interesting. I don't really have strong feelings about him, except that I hate him. Right, right. No, that's it. That's awesome. The strongest feeling that I have for him is hate. I love and hate him and think he's hilarious and wish he would go away. Uh, well, who's the American Kenneth Branagh? Like, the American? Like, I don't think you can have I mean, an like, American <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. It's, it's, I, I just think he's a guy from Charles Bronson. Clearly. Charles, Charles Bronson. Bronson. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, so. I don't know who cares. <laughs> yeah, like obviously you don't. He does like all the like Shakespeare, like and, and like a lot of theatrical stuff. Like, who is the hammiest actor that you know who is good sometimes, but also terrible sometimes? Nicholas Cage. I mean, Nicholas Cage, maybe. Yeah. No. Nick Cage. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. but he's more just hammy and not, he's not well-respected. Like, Rana has, like, right. it's like a... Shakespeare company vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like an Alec Baldwin in my mind. Yeah, but what was the last thing But Alec, Alec Baldwin's Baldwin. too, like, jokey these days. Um, right. I don't know. Do you know Maybe that like, Kenneth Braddock directed the first Thor movie? The first what? Thor. Like Thor, Thor, the Avengers, Thor, Thor? yeah. Oh, Thor, God, Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like superhero movies. I know that's a minority opinion, but they're all the fucking same. Oh no, I'm not disagreeing. You should watch the first Thor movie. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, I did not see the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and I probably fell asleep during Thor, or didn't see it. <laughs> Okay, well, man, uh, never mind. Yeah. You're not really oh, the, you? the target demographic, Jesse. I'm not? White male <laughs> aged 18 to 42? Come on. <laughs> Everybody listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am, like, the target demographic. <laughs> I have expendable income. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I... Actually, I... Superhero movies are fine. I just, like, I have less interest in them than I used to, I guess I'd say that. Sure, sure. But, but that being said, Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 are two of the ones I probably would watch over others. Yeah. I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yet. Was it good, Sam? Yeah, it was good. Hmm. It was, like, basically the same. As the it was the same, yeah, that's what I've heard. You and I saw the first one together, didn't we not? Yeah. One of our like drunken rages in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Me and Jesse yeah. used to like get super whiskey drunk in the middle of the afternoon and then go to the movies. 
No, no. Just like we would drink in the, the theater. Day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We would drink. We would buy much. a bottle of whiskey and then go to the movies, <laughs> and then like by the end of the movie, just be like talking really loudly. <laughs> It was yeah. pretty much the most fun you could ever have at, at Fast and the Furious 6, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just throwing popcorn at the screen. Yeah, that was fun. We should do that again soon. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't yeah, be quite as I fun over the phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of us would get kicked out of the theater, at least, for talking on the phone. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I don't know. That's the last movie I went and saw. I was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That was good. Um, baseball? Yeah. I mean, we're, 20, we're 25 minutes into the podcast, but we're doing a good job talking about different pop culture and media. From the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the 80s were a good decade. They had Cindy Lauper, the Goonies. Yeah, I, everyone loves the 80s. And I'm like, I don't see what the appeal is there most of the time. Except for maybe Journey. Sure. And a lot uh, of terrible things happened in the 80s also. Right, like Journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was thinking about this today. When was ACDC's heyday? Was that the 70s or the 80s? 76, I feel like. Huh. Really? I don't know. I'm, I, think I literally just threw a number out there. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't but, either. But I'm feeling like that's good. 76 kind of feel like, to like 81, I feel like. I kind of feel like they've been around forever. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they were like... I don't know. He was active, 1973 to the present. Like, wrinkles? <laughs> Wait, you're thinking of Kiss. Yeah, aren't they the same band? No. Well, no. Eh. no. What? No, ACDC is like... Different than Kiss. Uh, they're like Australians. I know. But yeah. I was. I was thinking of Kiss. Highway okay. to Hell was... <laughs> I think they're, I think they're <laughs> the heyday was 76. 80, yeah, that's I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. So, Jesse... Dirty what? Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, 1976. Highway oh, to Hell. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Highway to Hell, 1979. Back in Black, 1980. They had an uh, album in 2014, Rock or Bust. Yeah, so what about Tiss? Tiss oh. about Kiss? Good question. I bet they're exactly the same. Because Kiss is part of that whole Detroit Rock City. Well, it's all arena rock. I would, I would right. categorize all of that as arena rock. Both bands were formed in 1973. Huh. And are still active. Um, Nineteen. I don't know any of these albums. I. Nineteen seventy-five to nineteen seventy-eight, rise to prominence. So I was actually pretty good yeah. on both of those bands. So they are the same band. So they're the same band. Kiss, kiss is kiss is just ACDC with face paint on. Right. Whoa, that's a 
That's yeah. crazy. New theory. New theory. That's going to be fighting were, wounds for somebody. Too, they were too prolific to, huh. to have one band. And then, is Guar also the same band? No. Guar is no. a different animal altogether. Yeah. Guar is just like the Rolling Stones. Not the Rolling Stones. How about like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like James Taylor and Jackson Brown and like Joni Mitchell. <laughs> Guar is made out of people who are kicked out of KISS slash ACDC. So do you know that song that goes one tin soldier load away? It was a big You're hippie. You're going to have to sing it for me. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of it. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to Google it for you instead. No, just sing it. I don't. I can't sing. Give the people what they want, Jill. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, the people being me. <laughs> One tin soldier rides away. Oh, here it is. Go ahead and hate <laughs> your. Go ahead and hate your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend. Do 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 do. Here it is. Go ahead and cheat a Okay, you know that song? Yeah, but no. that's not Kiss. No, I'm not saying it's Kiss. <laughs> no, Sam, that is Kiss. That was like... That was when they had no, the short no. now, now I'm really confused. They had Linda, Linda, Linda Ronstadt Linda Ron was in the band for a short period of time. Uh, no, Coven. That's Coven. It's not Kiss, uh, but it's a band named Coven, which was a pro-Satan, pro-witchcraft heavy metal band from the 1970s that had a one-hit wonder with that song, One Tin Soldier, which was completely different than every other song they ever made. Huh. That was like their ABBA song? Exactly, yeah. Wait, is it ABBA or ABBA? I I don't know. I say ABBA. Wait, what did I say before? ABBA? You said, you ABBA, said ABBA and then... I Santa thought it was ABBA. 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 ABBA? ABBA. <laughs> I don't know. ABBA. ABBA. ABBA Ganoush. Here we go. <laughs> That's ABBA Ganoush. <laughs> <laughs> Song up, just well, because <laughs> here is the other music. Hold on. Okay. Oh, wait, never mind. Now, all those stuff right there. Wait, okay. Their album, their 1969 album is called Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reaps Souls. It's called Coven? Yeah, the band is named Coven. Like, of witches. Yeah, like, Coven of Witches, yeah. Like. <sighs> but they're, they're music. Oh, here This all seems like pretty tame. 
Yeah, it does. It does. But they were openly uh -huh. practicing witchcraft. That's cool. Yeah. You don't think it was like a record company gimmick? Because that sounds so. to me like yeah. it's like two steps away from disco. Oh, here you This is the kind of like the wrong That's from 1974, Blood on the Snow. So, do you think that this was like a play by the U.S. government to like make rock and roll music seem less appealing by like putting forth this satanic band that sounded just like every other band from the 60s and 70s? Oh, maybe. Right? Cause they do shit like that. Mind control? Yeah. It's like the pacification of the people through pop culture. There you go. Alright, I mean, we know... Yeah, I was pacified. Right. By Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I never had a serious Rage Against the Machine... Um, Phase. Oh, really? No. That makes I, uh, one of us. I fucking love that band. Yeah. Still to this day. Yeah. They've got. I, I um, enjoy it, but it didn't. I had other things I liked at the time. Yeah. Rage it Against the Machine. At the right age. Um, like and Chuck D are in the same stuff. band now. Right. What's it called? What is that band called? Rage Against Prodigy? No. Metallica? No, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, excuse me. Rage Against the Machine and Chuck D. They they have their own band. Oh, right. Well, and also Rage Against the Machine and Chris Cornell, may he rest in peace, had Hell a yeah. band, right? Well, that was just, uh, that was that was Tom Rillo, the guitar player for Rage. And yeah. the bass player, I think. Or the oh, drummer. There was yeah. like two people from Rage Against the Machine. Prophets of Rage. That's uh, Chuck D and oh and B Real from Cypress Hill was in that. I didn't know that. There was also Sweet. in Seattle yeah. there was a super group of uh, Sir Mix a Lot and the President of the United States. Remember that band? Yes, Peaches. Yeah. Lump yeah. and Peaches. Peaches, that, right? Oh my god. Yeah. That song Peaches might be my least favorite. Song <laughs> <of all time>. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> Look, I hate that song. Like with everything that I am. I in like middle school 
That was one of my first CDs I bought, I think. I bet, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joel, my sister, and Sam too, but remember that band Everclear from Oregon? Yep. Yeah, but I didn't get into them. Oh, my sister saw them recently. Oh, good. Like, live? And Yeah, her friend works at a, a music venue in Seattle and got her in for free. And uh, she sent me a video. She said they were... It was fun. But, uh, that's that's the band that got famous like on the back of the fact that their lead singer looked exactly like Kurt Cobain, right? Not really. I mean, I think he probably did like dope or something like that. But I feel like he looked like, like the anime version of Kurt Cobain. Right, big eyes. Yeah. yeah. And like greasy blonde hair. Yeah. And flannel shirts and ripped jeans. He like stole the look. Yeah. I feel like that was everyone though. For a few years. I'm still trying to pull that look off. Never gonna happen. <laughs> Never gonna happen, Jesse. Sorry, just getting, just getting balder and grayer by the day. <laughs> Man. Kurt Cobain. Yeah. All right. If we were to like, like, give up on the podcast game and start a band, uh, what would our band name be, and like, what kind of music would we play? Reggae, definitely reggae. Uh, reggae. <laughs> I feel like I, it would probably I be some awful <laughs> rap rock. Rap rock. Oh yeah, like with biscuit. Oh yeah. What's the name, Sam? Well, if we're a reggae band and it's the three of us white dudes, then our name would be Cultural Appropriation. Uh, but like spelled wrong, right? right? It, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with a K. Yeah. With a K. Yeah. Because like that sounds like the name of a reggae band, right? Right. 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 And it would all of us be white dudes with like dreadlock wigs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we're cultural oppression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would look better if we were, like, Swedish yeah. or something like that. <laughs> that's, actually, that's fantastic, because I've wanted to start that band for a while now. So, if you guys are well, on you board, could do, it could be like, like, it could be, like, a Christopher Guest, like, <laughs> you know, like, Waiting for Guffman thing, where, like, you, you, we, we, we're, we're so oblivious of, of the name, it's like, we're right. talking about other cultures being oppressed. We're trying to bring light to the oppression of you know, uh, cultures that that are being like, dominated by imperialistic tendencies. We're cultural. We're cultural appropriation. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be really good. Yeah. Well, that could be our first album title: cultural appropriation. I yeah. have to let you so, know, I am I am the least musically talented person I have ever met. Like, everyone else in my family has some measure of musical talent on some know, I just, level. I just heard you sing, and it was pretty spot on from what you played directly afterwards. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that yeah, a lot. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I've got a lot of baseball notes sitting right in front of me. I was really right. proud of myself that I actually took the time to take notes, but 
If we want to talk about reggae, we could. Remember that time we all saw a Jimmy Cliff in concert? That was fun. Yeah, I've seen Jimmy Cliff in concert like three times. Really? What time? Yeah. <laughs> what time? Oh, in, in Kingston. Oh, in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, yeah, that was the one we all went to. <laughs> right. I do remember that. <laughs> What's something, Sam, did you throw your shoes at that concert? I might have, yeah. <laughs> that was during that classic phase when you kept throwing your shoes everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, what do I want with those things? Yeah, yeah I still don't like shoes. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, but that was a funny concert, yeah. That was a long weekend. Like that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, there used to be a reggae fest in Vermont that I went to as like a high schooler. And it was uh-huh. sweet. Uh, I saw Israel Vibration there, I think. But it was weird. It was like a weird, you know, like cultural appropriation. Probably could have headlined that test. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Was, cultural yeah. appropriation is playing this year? I can't. I love it. <laughs> like, oh, those guys are so true, man. <laughs> they just get it. You know? We got 20 minutes. We got 20 minutes, and we got to talk about baseball, and I got to talk shit about LeBron James to Joel, because he's getting fucking spanked right now. Yeah, not, uh, yeah. Not good. Not looking good for the Cavs, man. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so Golden State's up two games to none, right? Right, by, like, serious... Like, yeah. Rubbings, too. And so, and, l- last year, the Cavs made this comeback, came back from three games to one. Uh-huh. And a lot of idiots on the internet are saying, oh, they were down 0-2 last year, they'll be fine. Right. But they forget that what made last year good was that it was a goddamn miracle that Cleveland even came back from three games right. to one. And now you take that same... Golden State team and add Kevin Durant, MVP Kevin Durant. Right. Second best player in the NBA for right. the past six years. Right. Kevin Durant. Yeah. I do not think that Cleveland is going to make a miracle comeback this year. Right. Now, have you been following the whole all the Golden State Warriors better than the Chicago Bulls? No, and I think that that fucking comparison is total bullshit because it's like, who was better, Joan of Arc or, like, Alexander the Great? Exactly. Know? Well, yeah. better at what? Better at dying young? <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> who was better at dying young, you know? Who was better at, like, exciting their people for, like, war, you know? <laughs> I think I'd give it to Joe Navarro on, on both. But good but good points, good points. Uh, right, exactly. And the whole thing is like, okay, whose who's basketball rules are you going to play by? Are you going to play by 1996 rules or 2017 rules? Right. Well, but here's the thing, Joe. Like, by quickly answering my ridiculous comparison, 
you've like validated the point of all of the people who are making those comparisons. Why else do we watch sports, pay attention to sports, think about sports? It's all about who who's the greatest boxer? Mike who would win in a fight? Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. We have seriously talked on this podcast about who would win in a fight, Superman or Muhammad Ali. So this is what makes sports great. And history. Well, that's right. what sports is. Sports is just competition. And, like, the theoretical... No, 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 no. Sports right. has nothing to do with competition, Jesse. Sports no, is is fodder for people to talk about when they're not at their jobs in the child minds. That's right, all we're sports talking about, uh, No, but we're talking about competition. Like, you, you, you just said that we, even in this podcast, have talked about these two theoretical. I'm just saying it's like the back, the crux of it is still the pinning of one party against another. And was yeah, it, my point was that one person in that pitting was fictional. Oh, I didn't hear what you said. I think you said Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. Yeah, after that, I said Superman and Muhammad Ali. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. that, that we didn't talk about that. Yeah. That, I mean, I. I'm pretty sure Superman was real, so... <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not sure where I came down with on that last conversation, but I think Mike Tyson would not Muhammad Ali at. Just saying. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be I think so, too. So let's get but, back to this Golden State-Chicago Bulls game, because here's my, other, here's my other question. Here's my other question. How are right. they playing, right? So you've got the 1996 Chicago Bulls, versus the 2017 Golden State Warriors, what method are we using to get them to play each other? Are they playing, like, on some interdimensional time portal, okay, with, like, maybe European or or uh, Olympic-style rules would apply? Do the Golden State Warriors have to travel back in time to play Chicago? If so, how are they getting back there? Because if it's, like, 12 monkeys... Where they have to suffer basically PTSD to get back to 1996, then there's no way they're going to be able to compete because they're all going to be throwing up and their noses are going to be bleeding. Wait, right? We're talking and, about- and Dennis Rodman is going to be throwing elbows and they're going to be calling for fouls and no one's going to call it, you know? In 1996. Well, to, hold on, yeah. just so I'm clear. We're talking about the Warriors versus the, the Bulls? Yeah. Huh. I would say the Bulls would win. I've gone back and forth. I mean, just like the Bulls have won more championships. Yeah. So, how about that as a blatant thing? Right, but like Michael Jordan, right, was on the Bulls. Yeah. And they won all those championships. Yeah. But like LeBron James is on. The Cavs, the Cavs right? and then the Heat, and then the Cavs again. Yeah. And so he's like the same as Michael Jordan. Not to bring that comparison up, but he just has gone to every finals for the past, like, fucking 30 Se- years. Seven years, yeah. Seven years, yeah. So, like, regardless of wherever he is, he goes to the finals. Yeah. So the, the Warriors are like the... Detroit Pistons in right. the Bulls scenario. 
or whoever uh, played the Bulls in the finals all those years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would argue with that, but keep going. No, that, that's all I'm saying. It's like, it's not like, you know, people are like, oh, it's Jordan or LeBron. And then there's, it's like, you can't compare, you can't compare the Warriors to Bulls in like a side-by-side metric. You have to compare the Warriors to whatever team the Bulls were playing all of those years. Sure. Because. Yeah. And they're, I would, they're playing yeah. against the best player in, yeah. in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think the Warriors would obliterate everyone else from the 1990s. I, right. I mean, I go back, like, everybody on the internet says no way would the Warriors beat Chicago. I have not found anyone who, I mean, is, who is coming to the person, state, but What does Steve Kerr say? Because, like, Steve Kerr, like, Steve Kerr was funny about it. He was like, "Oh, he said some funny shit," and then sidestep the sidestep the question. Yeah, was was he on the Bulls? Yeah, yeah he was he on was. the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. He he like won a he like was he was their he was their backup point guard. But he it was like okay. one series where he was like he, super. Keen. But he also made the point that everyone else has made, which is. Well, are we playing by 1996 rules or are we playing by 2017 rules? Right. Which I, I guess makes sense, but it's kind of bullshit because, you know, then the Warriors would learn to play by 1996 terms. Like, I don't buy this whole, like, oh, they would fall apart if suddenly, uh, you know, the game got more physical. Nor do I buy, like, like the Bulls, the 96 Bulls would adapt to 2017 rules. They were a really good three-point shooting team. You just didn't shoot very many threes in the 1990s. But if you gave them maybe a month to practice and be like, hey, we've got these new rules, it's more advantageous to, like, shoot threes instead of post up, adapt, they would. Unless their coach was Phil Jackson. And that's actually an interesting point, which I didn't think about. Phil Jackson, who coached the L.A. Lakers until 2012 and is now the general manager of the New York Knicks, has famously resisted adopting his strategies to the new rules. His teams do not shoot three-point shots. His teams are all about old-school triangle offense that's slow, and they suck because that team is the New York Knicks. So, I'm saying the Golden State Warriors are going to win because Chicago's coach is Phil Jackson, who refuses to adopt to new rules and conditions. Isn't it adapt? Maybe. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Adapt. Sorry. My bad. No, Joel's you're right. Can only use it for one week. <laughs> yeah, totally right. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, fuck Phil Jackson. That's all I'm saying. Right. right. Bottom line, fuck that guy. Yeah, bottom line, fuck that guy. Uh, Second bottom line, I mean, I would love to see the series. Like, Draymond Green versus Dennis Rodman. I would love to see that. It would boil down to a fist fight. I hope so. With, like, 
Draymond Green being the only guy throwing punches and then getting kicked out of the game because Dennis Rodman such a fucker like that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know, man. Uh, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, yeah. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Tony Kukoc. I think if they were playing by 2017 rules, Tony Kukoc would be really good. Right, Tony Kukoc. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. For the Bulls? He was like from Serbia, yeah. I think. And he, he was one of those European guys who was came into the league and was supposed to be like the shit. And then wasn't really the shit, but good enough. Good enough to be on the 1996. He was the third, third or fourth. I don't know. Do you... Because Dennis Rodman, all Dennis Rodman did was defense and rebounding. Because that's all he had to do. Yeah, and blocks. Mm-hmm. That guy blocked like 15 shots a game. And he wasn't even that big for NBA. Right. Yeah, that guy was really like, good. He had like seven foot long arms, though. Right. He had like yeah. freakishly long arms. But see, so many people on Golden State's team are built like that. I mean, really, these two teams are very similar. Because that's kind of what Golden State does. Like, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, they're all tall, fast, long-armed, good at defense, and they can all shoot. Like, that's what makes I, Golden State so good. But I feel like Kevin Durant is, like, a product of maybe a more... Because Kevin Durant's almost seven feet tall, right? Yeah. He's like six eleven something. Like I think that. he's. I think he is seven feet tall. But go, he's seven yeah. feet tall. Yeah. And like back in the nineties, there were no seven foot tall guys draining threes on like a regular. Right. Like yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he would just be hanging out downstairs or downtown. I don't know what they call it basketball. It wait in in the paint. Okay, that's that's if he in was the seven paint. Seven feet tall. He yeah. would just run from paint to paint. And, like, do layups and dunks. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, all of a sudden he's out on the perimeter, locked in threes, and, like, if a 90s defense was, like, dealing with that situation, they would have no one to guard him. It'd be really difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he would run their center out, like, you know, even Shaq would have gotten worn out in the first half trying to, like, protect him. And if they get one of those, like, Six foot three guards trying to block a three point shot from a seven footer on the outside. Yep. We're going to foul at best, you know? Well, and there was a strategy in the 90s that teams would, even if they had a center who couldn't shoot, they would tell that center to just hang out on the perimeter because you had to guard him, right? You couldn't play zone defense. Now imagine right. doing that, but having Kevin Durant be your center. Right. I think it. You know, the Bulls had like Luke Longley and Bill Welling, uh, Wennington. Those guys can't guard Kevin Durant. They'd have to put probably Scottie Pippen on Durant. I would assume. Right. And you know, Pippen was a very good defender, but he'd have a hard time guarding Durant. He couldn't stop him right. all the time. I don't know. I think the I think the Warriors would I think it'd be a good series. I think I think it's weird that 
the hive mind that is the internet remembers the Chicago Bulls and so just kind of assumes that they would win. I think there's some kind of weird, like, nostalgia glasses going on there. Uh, but, is there no comparison to, like, the Kobe Shaq Lakers? Because um, they, they were pretty good, <coughs> too, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting maybe, point. Maybe not for as long. That's where, anyway. who's, by whose rules are you playing matters even more, because so many of the rules that we play by now went into effect because Shaq was so dominant to try to make it easier to guard Shaq and make him less the most important person. Shaq ruined it for everyone. Oh, I love happened? Whatever happened to him? He's on He's on He's on He's on plays at the finals. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, it's really hard to have this when you don't watch TV, man. Yeah. He's also, he's even bigger than he used to be. He put on Me? weight. I know, I've gotten pretty big. No, not you. Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq is also bigger than you used to be. That's true. <laughs> is, wait, I mean, he's like gotten like wider. Like he's like a big fat yeah. giant now. He's, like, he's older, so he's fatter. I mean. Yeah. He's older, so he's better. Yeah. His head weighs as much as you do, probably. Probably. Yeah. He's got big fucking head. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to, um, what's it called? Final round. Um, lightning round. We're going to lightning Can round I, some okay. stuff. I got something to say. All right, go. Jesse. Uh, there's a team in the Stanley Cup from... Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And they throw catfish on oh, the yeah. ice. And apparently... Predators. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like... That seems it's, a little like... It's like, I don't want to bring my kids to that game. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, who's winning? They're up against Pittsburgh. Is that... Ti- I think it's tied 2-2. I think it's tied 2-2. Yeah. Yeah. But... They're, they were down 2 nothing, So this might be the new comeback game. The, the Nashville Predators. Yeah. There's well, also that like, hockey uh, team from, like, Columbus, Ohio, right? That's weird. Hockey's weird. Yeah, hockey's weird. Yeah, yeah hockey in Nashville, Tennessee is but, weird. But apparently, apparently, I heard this whole thing on the radio about the team, and, like, they are, the stadium is downtown, like, so it's, like, part of the nightlife, so that it's become, like, embraced by the city. Hmm. So it's, like, it's basically, like, a giant tailgate party so I mean, people love it because it's like fucking drinking and fighting you know uh yeah drinking and fighting is yeah. great that's what hockey should be called yeah. drinking <laughs> and fighting fucking drinking <laughs> and fighting the name of hockey drinking and fighting game yeah. on ice <laughs> drinking yeah. drinking and fighting and skating that's what it's called drinking and fighting and skating that's good um Scooter Gennett. Janet or Gennett? Janet. Jeanette. Jeanette. Five for five. Four home runs. Ten OBIs. Seventeen total bases. Cincinnati And a grand slam. And a grand slam. Yeah. Had you ever heard of this guy before this? No. 
Oh, you had Sam? Yeah, just like kind of in the highlights, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not a he's not a nobody. He's like a regular for the past few years. Huh. But not, yeah, not in the... Uh, the last person to hit four home runs in the game was, uh, what's his name? Is it Mike Cameron? That was the crackhead for the, uh, the Rangers, who then played for the Angels. Oh, found, oh. found Jesus, uh, right? Josh, Josh, whatever. Josh name. Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> last good, last person to hit four home runs in the game. Josh Hamilton was a crackhead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was like the great recovery story, man. He like he was the greatest crackhead of all time. <laughs> he was the greatest <laughs> crackhead of all time. <laughs> he got like drafted, and then he was a crackhead, and he like got cut from the team, did rehab for like three years, and then came back, and then became Josh Hamilton, and then something happened. Hmm. Uh, non-crack related. He's not very good anymore. He's probably not playing anymore, actually. Um, John Segura, he signed with Seattle. Five years, $70 million. Seattle's yep. been winning uh, baseball games. They win yeah, they tonight, are. they're at 500. What are they playing tonight? No, not quite. Not quite. Nelson Cruz has almost 50 RBIs already. That's awesome. And, and we're like a month plus ahead of the All-Star break. Felix Hernandez had a start in Triple A ball, I believe, so he will be back. Good. Yeah, our pitching's not that great. Uh, but I was checking online the other day, the Astros are at 99% chance to make it to the playoffs. Wow, yeah, they're, they're killing it. Yeah. Uh, but they're also in the fucking weakest division of baseball. Right, they've got... They've got so, like, a 13-game lead over L.A. and Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay, but here's the thing. Texas, at one point earlier this season, went on a nine-game winning streak. They won nine games in a row, and at the end of that winning streak, they were still six games back of first place. Yeah. Right. So that's, like, that's not nothing. You know right. what I mean? Right, that's yeah. true. Um, Sam, the White Sox finally broke their five-game losing streak last night. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Red Sox beat them two out of three. They got swept by Detroit, outscored 32-10 to in the three-game sweep by the Tigers. They finally beat Tampa Bay last night. Quintana was pitching. He finally got a win. For the season, he's 2-7 and seven with a five-point Three zero ERA. Red sucks. Um, so do you want to talk shit about? Like I don't really care because the White Sox were supposed to be bad. They're twenty five and thirty one. They were the worst team in May, I think, at eleven and eighteen, um, uh-huh. which is what I was expecting. Uh. Red Sox are playing the Yankees right now. They're getting fucking stomped. Oh, that's they won, they won yesterday. Yeah, uh, against Tanaka. Which, against Tanaka, yeah. is having a really bad year. Uh, and if they if they had won this game, they'd be tied for first place. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. one game out, two games after tonight. I mean, assuming a miracle doesn't happen because 
it's near the end of the game. No, bottom uh, of the eighth, down by six. But they're they're playing good ball and they're like winning games away from Fenway Park, which is helpful because um, that's not necessarily the vibe of the team over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, Fenway's really friendly, friendly Fenway, they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to the game tomorrow. Oh, good. So. Um, Max Schozo. He's a psychopath. Yeah, I never liked him. Yeah. So, he got a win last night against the Dodgers. Uh-huh. 1-2-1. Two and they had footage of him. And before each pitch... He was just talking to himself and was clearly just saying, motherfucker, 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 (laughs) and then would throw a pitch. That was today. I thought that was last night. No, it was today. They played an early game. Oh, okay, my bad. I thought that was last night. Okay. Uh, I mean, they won two to one a day. No. The Dodgers went 2-1, right? The Nats won the game Shozu pitched. Oh, that was yesterday. That was yesterday, yeah. Because yeah. the Dodgers won 2-1 today. Yeah, okay, no, this was last night. Was Yep, yeah, yeah, this was yesterday the Nationals won with Shozu. Today, the Dodgers won with Kershaw. Did Kershaw beat Strasburg today? I don't know who was pitching. I just saw the final. Yeah. Yeah, Kershaw beat Strasbourg today, 2-1. to one. All right, good. Okay, I have to go. That's okay. probably our least heavy sports podcast that we've done. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> oh, we talked about, at least we talked about... The Herculoids. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, guys. Um, any last words? Uh, my name is Jesse. Uh, I didn't introduce myself at the beginning. Oh, sorry, Jesse. Uh, that's Sam and that's Joel. Yeah, I'm not sure I introduced myself either. All I'd like to say is I would like the Warriors to sweep the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, they- not... Joel to make you feel bad. I mean, no, that's not true. Mostly Joel to make you feel bad. But also because then they would have a perfect postseason. Yeah. Which would be, like, pretty amazing. Yeah. It's tied right now 27-27. I'd like there to be a tear in the time-space continuum. Right. 1996 Bulls just come charging through. Right. (laughs) And there's some sort of three-way basketball game that happens. <laughs> no, like the Bulls come out and they like their spaceship just smushes all of the Cavs players <laughs> so that they just come out and like play against the Warriors. Like like the Monty Python foot kind of? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but then 1996 Steve Kerr would meet 2017 Steve Kerr Creating a right. time paradox. Huh. It's called a paradox. Yeah. 
and then reality oh. itself would be rent apart. Right. Which would be cool. That'd be cool. I always thought those two people would just merge. Like in the Dark Crystal? Is that what happens? Yeah, kind of. They they just become like, you know, middle-aged Steve Kerr. Right. <laughs> 42-year-old Steve Kerr, and it's just one guy. He's <laughs> like, I'm like a little bit younger than I was before. I'm a little bit older. Uh, I feel bad for like 30-year-old Steve Kerr. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm 42. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. Uh, this has been Dump on the Up. Find us on social media. I'm doing a bad job of emceeing. Uh, but thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Uh, listen to us again next time. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. The treasure buried deep beneath a stone And the valley of people swore they never bore the